Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It's a beautiful 26th of March, 2022. Come up the podcast for you all. It is episode 166, Dolts Part 2, the NDP and Liberal Coalition until 2025. That's right. Guaranteed power for Justin Trudeau as long as Yagmeet Singh walks the line and kisses his butt. All that more coming up in the show. Please kindly stick around. Hit it, sweetheart. Because I am hard, you will not like me. There is no racial bigotry here. Here you are all equally working. From Western Canada, this is the Krusty Canuck Podcast, a Canadian veteran's point of view on political, social, economic issues, and life. Here's Krusty. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, episode 166 of the Crusty Canuck Podcast. I'm your host, Krusty Canuck. And if you like and hear what you see, please click like and subscribe and share this all around your social media platforms. And I do swear a bit, so listener discretion is advised. So the past week, we've seen Justin Trudeau and Yagmeet Singh come to a tentative deal in regards to a coalition, a not coalition, a deal, an agreement, whatever, to prop each other up more or less. Now, I'm not going to sit here and make you eat a bullshit sandwich because we both know exactly what these two politicians are really capable of. Let's just say incompetency, uh, tomfoolery, buffoonery, lies, propaganda, and virtue signaling. Now, when I look back at my time when I first voted in a federal election, Okay. The NDP at that time, I think it was Alexa McDonough. I forget. Anyway, I'm going back in time here, just showing you how old I am. Needless to say, the NDP had some good standing points. The Conservatives had some good standing points. And the Liberals, believe it or not, had some good standing points too. Three major parties in Canadian Parliament at that time. Okay. Now, when I look at the NDP of today, I think of nothing but a quasi-socialist group in the virtue of helping out the workers, and yet every NDP leader that has come since Yagmeet Singh, provincial and federal alike, have looked out for number one, numero uno, that's right, themselves and their talking points and what they think Canadians want. Now, what's funny about since the invasion of Ukraine under this, uh, the old Soviet uh, guy himself, Mr. Putin, and now... Um, <laughs> I find amazing how all these individuals in Parliament have come together in regards to stopping the Russian onslaught of what's happening to Ukraine. Now, from my experience in warfare, from my experience of seeing what I've seen in Afghanistan, um, not every world theater is the exact same thing as what Afghanistan was for us, for our team, for what we saw, for what... Uh, my fellow veterans saw what my Americans friends saw, what my Australian friends saw, et cetera, et cetera, yada, yada, yada. Okay. But warfare sucks. Okay. And no matter how you dress it up, it's still a terrible thing to taste. Now, when I look at our leadership talking about how they're supporting Ukraine and supporting all this great stuff, where was the leadership supporting our men and women on the convoy? Where was the leadership supporting our men and women who are against the mandates in this country? Where were the men and women in our leadership standing up against the quasi-mandates and the quasi-leadership that was being presented to us on a daily basis via mainstream media, uh, via mainstream newspapers and mainstream outlets alike? 
Now, when I think about this merger or coalition uh, between Jagmeet Singh and Justin Trudeau and his cronies, okay, I just take a look at that picture that I put up there. Okay, Dolts, part two. Now, I've used this picture before in a previous episode. You can find that in my catalog on YouTube and Rumble alike. Needless to say, ladies and gentlemen, just think about it. Okay. Now, Yagmeet Singh said it's not a coalition, but it is. It's like, I'll scratch my back if you scratch yours or scratch yours and I'll scratch mine and I'm vice versa. I'll tell you what, I'll give you a little tickle here if you give me a little tickle there. Now, the NDP's big virtue signal is pharmacare and dental care and finding the climate crisis. Okay. What crisis? We've all been saying this. What crisis? Since 2016, what crisis are you referring to? Okay. Both parties have been dead against, okay, natural gas, our oil, and our energy production. Both have been dead against, deadlocked, neck and neck against it in the name of green technology. Yet which parties have brought anything to the table that is going to be a viable solution to say climate process, climate problems? Which ones? How many have? How many of these leaders have come to the Canadian people and said, okay, instead of using oil and gas, what are we going to use instead? Hmm? Absolutely nothing. Kind of self-explanatory. Now they talk about wind and solar, wind and solar, wind and solar. Okay. Yeah. Well, I've seen what those wind uh, mills have, have produced and not too bloody much. Okay. And solar, how many solar panels are you going to put out there? Now, they're both advocates for electric vehicles because they follow suit to some of the Democrat uh, individuals in the United States that are encouraging people to spend 25 to 50K on electric cars because the gas prices are so sky high. Now, if these two individuals were smart enough, and I think they are smart enough, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, to actually promote and develop and allow, get rid of the bureaucratic red tape, get rid of the garbage when it comes to monitoring, monitoring <laughs> and producing and let our companies in this country thrive when it comes to oil production and natural gas. Okay. And that includes everybody too. We don't need any more gender uh, parodies or gender analysis when it comes to building in this country. Okay. We don't need any more analysis or special teams to go out there and assess a situation in the name of safety. We already have people who do that. They work in the oil and gas sector already. All right. So, when these two guys have combined their forces, okay, I'll use that term, they've, they've merged okay, into a coalition or an agreement, whatever paper they have signed behind closed doors. And it's obvious they've talked about this prior to the last federal election and during the last federal election. Okay. What do you think is going to happen? Okay. Now they talk about this pharmacare thing. Where's the money going to come from in that, ladies and gentlemen? Where's the money going to come from when it comes to uh, trying to find a viable solution for PharmaCare? Well, where's the money going to come from for this great dental program that the NDP wants so badly? Where? Where's it going to come from? More taxes? Well, of course, more taxes. Yeah, right. And of course, everybody out there you know, just loves more taxes, right? Oh, yeah. Not fucking likely. Now, we, we've seen Justin Trudeau's little stance in Europe. I mentioned that in my last episode, too. And you know what's funny? You know, I don't have any video here of uh, 
the European uh, Parliament telling him where to go. I'll leave links in my description uh, once I finish this episode. But uh, it's funny how the mainstream media has not promoted certain tidbits of what uh, the likes of True North and Rebel Media and other independent outlets have uh, promoted in regards to what Justin has said in the European Parliament about defending democracy and defending what's right. And yet, where was this clown when our truckers were in Ottawa? Something to think about. Stay updated and follow Krusty Canuck on Facebook, Twitter, Gab, Telegram, YouTube, and Podbean. Subscribe today and donate at KrustyCanuck.ca. And while we're talking about the trucker convoys too, I guess uh, Tamara Leach has been released, but she has certain conditions. And there's still charges pending on those individuals that organized the, uh, the trucker convoy. Now, like I've asked before, ladies and gentlemen, people who agree with it or disagree with it, that's fine. We're all entitled to our opinion in this country for the simple reason because we still have freedom of expression, as far as we know. Okay, And I've dealt with people that were dead against it, and I've talked with people who were all for it. Regardless, when you look at the city of Ottawa now, tell me how, many, how much damages were caused by this convoy. There are people that are inconvenienced, and there are businesses that were told to close down. There might have been a handful that closed because they were scared, but the majority of business owners really, really would have liked to make that few extra bucks during that convoy. Okay. Now, what gets me is that here's a war happening in Ukraine. Right. We have a prime minister and his followers sitting there promoting democracy and standing up for the Ukrainian citizens, and rightfully so. Any country that is a, a, a relative demo- democratic state that's been invaded by another quasi-democratic state, you know, whatever, Putin is, is corrupt. We know that, okay? And regardless of how you feel about Putin, we all know he's corrupt. My concern is the Ukrainian people and the Russian people that don't want anything to do with it, okay? Like I've said, I've seen enough combat. I don't want to see any fucking more. What say you? Now, you may agree with what I'm saying. You may disagree with what I'm saying. That's your goddamn right. But in the same sense... Okay, why do we have leadership in this country that's all for backing up Ukraine and yet they, they could do sweet F all for the people in this country when it comes to people losing their jobs, okay, losing their homes, losing their livelihoods, losing loved ones, and in some cases losing their lives and their minds. What was done that what was done then? Hmm? What sympathetic notions did any of the three major parties offer? to the citizens of Canada, other than virtue. Now, I will give some credit to the National Conservatives. I will give some credit to the Conservative Party, who were actually on the ground with the truckers and talked and mingled and understood. Okay? But in the two years of our lockups, in the two years of the close downs, Canada-wide, it varied from province to province. Okay? Where were these federal leaders disenfranchising certain provincial leaders or municipal leaders for ticketing this business or for giving kids a ticket or for giving this man a ticket or that man a ticket. Okay. Where were these leaders then promoting common sense? We all know now that masks are ineffective. They were saying that the first year too, but no, wear it one anyway. I lost a job because I got tired of wearing the bloody fucking mask. Okay. Pardon my swearing, ladies and gentlemen, but I think you catch my drift here. Now, with all this chaos going on the past two years in this country and to my friends in the United States, too, in some of their ridiculous state mandates and their federal mandates, too, 
Okay, where were the so-called virtue signers standing in solidarity with Ukraine? But they weren't standing solid with us, the people that pay their wages, the people that pay them to make the tough decisions, to do what's right. Where were they? Hmm? They weren't here. All right. I remember the first year telling people to stay home and lock down here and lock down there. And how many politicians went and traveled to Ireland and Hawaii and the United States and other countries alike to look after their properties or their investments or looking after family members when there are people right here in our own country and in some cases in our own communities that were forbidden to see their loved ones. Hmm? The whole do as I say, not as I do, right? And now they're all over this war, like a fat kid and a smarty saying, we have to help. We have to help. And, you know, in a way they're right. We do have to help. Okay. But why can't we help ourselves too? So this merger, this coalition or this agreement between the NDP and the liberals does nothing but prop up the liberal party guaranteed until 2025. So if there's a non-confidence vote, it ain't really going to happen. Because we both know, too, okay, that the NDP maybe has 25 seats left in Parliament. They lost a couple last federal election because they weren't pulling their weight, okay? And I can honestly tell you from the bottom of my heart that all these politicians that are in there now, with the exception of a few, I'm not going to name, though, that are sitting in Parliament right now are nothing but career politicians, and they don't give a royal hoot about you or me. Stay updated and follow Krusty Canuck on Facebook, Twitter, Gab, Telegram, YouTube, and Podbean. Subscribe today and donate at KrustyCanuck.ca. Okay, and a further thing, too, uh, from my experience, which was brief, okay, when I was running uh, for the Veterans Coalition Party, you get to sit and listen to some of the speeches of uh, the fellow uh, of fellow candidates, right? and I had some great talks with with our with my running mates. Okay, they weren't bad people. They weren't stupid. They weren't idiots. There was some ignorance, I'll say, especially on the Green Party side of things. Okay, but I did four debates, well, four speaking forums, whatever, four appearances during my campaign. Okay, and the liberal candidate of this area never showed up. Okay, and yet she received something about something like about uh, my last count. I think it was five thousand two hundred plus votes. And yet she never showed up to any of the talking points or the symposiums that the communities put on. She never showed up. Right? Interesting. Yeah, I had a good talk with Damien Kirick. I had a good talk with the NDP representative. I had a great talk with the Mavericks and a great talk with the PPCs. Just about policies, exchange, my experience in the military, their experiences in politics, their experiences here, my experiences there. Just good conversation. And there was no animosity between us at all. Okay, There was a comment that the green guy made when he called people white settlers. I have an issue with that, too, because it's 2022, not 1822. Big difference, Buckeye. But needless to say, we all had some great talks. We all got along. We presented our cases, presented what we want to do in the name of the constituents, and we just carried on as per. But now when I see the NDP and the Liberals come together 
like the best of friends and the traveling sisterhood of uh, democratic virtue. <laughs> I see bullshit. I don't see any kind of leadership. I don't see any kind of dedication. I see people holding on to their jobs for dear life. Now, wait, too. Like I said, it's the 26th of March. Is there going to be another raise proposed by the federal government for all these leaders? Huh? Is going to be another couple thousand bucks a month for each member of parliament during these crucial times? Right? Gas is going to go up again. Now, the province of Alberta is going to waive 13 cents off gasoline per liter. That's great. That's great. But then the federal government's going to sit and instigate another carbon tax anyway. So that'll be three carbon taxes in three years to save the environment because we're in such a crisis, right? Yeah. <coughs> Bullshit. Okay, the only crisis I see are people panicking when it comes to how else are we going to control the Canadian populace? And again, how are our friends in the States going to control the American populace again? How is every every country's uh, politician going to control the democratic process again and uh, control more people and instill more fear? That's the thing. My heart goes to the people of Ukraine. My heart goes to the people of Yemen. My heart goes to people of every conflict on this planet. But my heart also belongs to this country right here, ladies and gentlemen. And don't be afraid to say that either, too. Don't be afraid to speak your mind when it comes to the love of your country. There's nothing wrong with being a patriot. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Being wrong with being a patriot. Right? Like I say, I, I, I've said numerous times that I'm libertarian-based. I want people to live and thrive to the best of their ability to do what they want to do, do what they think is right for them. Just don't hit people, take your stuff. But while you live with that mentality, you can still love your nation. Right? Those flags behind me right here. Got Union Jack, the Maple Leaf, and the Old Red Ensign. That's part of Canadian history. And do any social justice warriors out there right now who are just furious and just cringing over the whole thing? Oh, my God, Canada is so terrible. You don't say that when you're handed a student loan. And you don't say that when you're handed a benefit. You don't say that when you have the opportunity to live in a country where you can sit there and cringe 24-7. You know what I mean? Pretty self-explanatory. Right? But again, more of this, the, the, the dolts, okay? When I look at Yagmeet Singh, he wears a $5,000 suit and drives a pretty flashy car, right? He stands for the working class. Bullshit. It's like that Jerry Diaz from the Unifor uh, union in there, right? Apparently, he was paid 50000 bucks to promote PCR tests, you know, the whole scam for the scandemic. Yeah, so he got a payout from somebody to promote something. So that's kind of like insider training. That's kind of like, you know, uh, defamation. That's kind of like, a, you know, conflict of interest. It, just to say a bit, just, you know, just a little bit. But what do I know, right? Uh, and he, he also had a campaign, too, to tell Canadians not to vote for a certain party because of where they stood towards unions. Now, I'm all for unions when they help the workers. I'm all for unions when they stand up for workers' rights. I'm not for unions when they stand up for the union. Hmm? Pretty self-explanatory too, right? But uh, we're seeing the bullshit sandwich <laughs> come to fruition here. And it's, it's, it's kind of fun to sit back and watch all these clowns just kind of double down and hide when it comes to uh, actually doing something really responsible and to show proper leadership. 
updated and follow Krusty Canuck on Facebook, Twitter, Gab, Telegram, YouTube and Podbean. Subscribe today and donate at KrustyCanuck.ca. Anyway, carry on again with adults part two, both in the same page coalition till 2025. Like I said, that basically gives them the opportunity to stay in power until the next official uh, federal election deadline or when they call one. Now, the only thing I can, that I can guess right now that's going to stop Justin Trudeau from doing what he's doing. If he either steps down and retires and Miss Freeland takes over because you know how Liz, she likes to talk to people, you know, Mr. Speaker, Mr. Speaker, Mr. Speaker. Yeah, almost like Paul Lynn's retarded stepchild. If you catch my drift, there's any Paul Lynn fans out there. <laughs> but what's what, what's going to happen with this merger? Okay, so we're probably going to go further into debt. Okay, now they both stand firmly on agreeing when it comes to updating our military. Okay, that has been a problem in this country for the better part of 40, 45 years when it comes to upgrading our services. Now, I have never said on my podcast that we should be just like the Americans or just like the Brits when it comes to defense spending and procurement. Okay. I would love to see our military be ready to go at a moment's notice if there's emergency arises. I would love to see our military be robust and ready to go if something happens, i.e. an invasion or a natural disaster. Okay. Shit simple. To have your equipment to do what needs to be done, to have the proper tools to do what needs to be done, to have the manpower, or I'm sorry, the people kind power. You can catch my, I'm going to say fucking manpower. All right, fuck this politically correct bullshit. Uh, the manpower to do what needs to get done, to have the equipment, to have the ability to do it without all the bureaucracy, okay? And we also need leadership in this country that has to start, stop, not start, but stop worrying about the optics all the time and start worrying about the foundation of things here too, okay? Because I have served and worked with and worked for some incredible men and women out there, ladies and gentlemen. And when you give them the better tools to do the job, holy shit, you will be impressed and you'll see their efforts and you'll see them shine and thrive as they should, ladies and gentlemen. So when it comes to actually looking at military procurement in this country, here's my suggestions. Get rid of all these procurement boards. Okay, the plural part. There's so many boards and boards and boards, 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 boards. It sounds like the Swedish chef on crack. Board, 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 right? And how many goddamn boards we have there to worry about how many hats, you know, that is going to be outfitted or how many boots and how they fit and how they look. When you should have military personnel sitting these boards deciding what would be good for an all-terrain vehicle, what would be good for a ship, what would be good for a fighter jet. But instead, we have civilians with half-assed degrees or with degrees that have nothing to do with procurement whatsoever calling the shots that represent this country. So I would suggest a big overhaul when it comes to procurement and getting qualified people on these boards to call the shots, okay? And to get things done quickly and efficiently to the best of the ability and top dollar, okay? Spend the money. If you can spend billions of dollars to give away to China and to third world nations to do the following, build roads, you can put billions in our economy to build ships, aircraft, clothing, 
proper equipment for our men and women that want to lay down their lives for this glorious country. Okay? We can also add more to our defense industry, too, when it comes to it, because there's some great innovators and great ideas out there that can help Canada and help the world when it comes to dashing and destroying a certain enemy. But what do I know? Needless to say, there's a suggestion. Now, carrying on again, before I digress even further, when I look at this coalition between the Liberals and the NDP, it does nothing but guarantee their jobs until 2025. Because most of these individuals were just elected a few years back. And by 2025, that will guarantee them six years of service, which gives them a pension for their time served in Parliament. Wow, eh? Looking out for number one, I see. I don't see both these parties looking after the Canadian workers because they really don't care. But they fail to realize that it's Canadian workers that pay the taxes that put money in their pocket. Because if they keep printing money with the old monkey grinder machine over and over again, our dollar is going to be worthless. And if they don't promote our fossil fuels and our natural gas and how we make things in this country... Where are they going to get the resources? They can talk about sanctions and sanctions and sanctions and sanctions till we're blue in the face, okay? But it's not going to change anything. If Mr. Putin gets his way, who knows what's going to happen? Is it going to be World War III? Like I said in my last episode, ladies and gentlemen, I don't want to. I don't want to see it. Do you want to see it? Hmm? I don't want to see that kind of onslaught. I'd love to see the war end, honestly. I would love to see the war stop. Ukraine carry on doing its thing and Russia carry on doing its thing. Okay? But when I look at the mainstream media talking about this whole coalition, and they say it's not a coalition, but I think you and I both know it is a coalition, it's just basically guaranteeing them their own jobs and their own skins. It's got nothing to do with you or me or getting pharmacare and dental care for kids under 12 and solving the climate crisis. They're looking after their own asses. That's about it. Stay updated and follow Krusty Canuck on Facebook, Twitter, Gab, Telegram, YouTube, and Podbean. Subscribe today and donate at KrustyCanuck.ca. Looking after their own asses and looking after their own interests, okay? Now, if I was getting paid anywhere from $9,000 to $10,000 a month, you know, it'd be pretty cool. <laughs> pretty cool. It'd be a pretty cushy job. Eh? A lot of perks, a lot of privileges. And you'd think after a while, when you're accustomed to that kind of lifestyle, you do it your best to sit there and try to keep that job in check, right? Yeah. Which brings me to another point, too. There's an article, and I'll throw my description there, too, about some of the Hollywood actors going up to, uh, or not going, but protesting the LNG uh, pipeline in Wet'suwet'en lands in northern BC there. Okay. See, there's another bunch of characters too that are accustomed to a comfy lifestyle that have, uh, you know, made it big in Hollywood or made some kind of impact in Hollywood who can make a good living at their craft of acting or creating or, you know, whatever. And I personally know some actors in my life that do an okay job. You know, they're not millionaires, but they're comfortable and they do pretty good. You know, because they, they stick to their guns and they stick to their personal integrity and their intestinal fortitude when it comes to creating a character, bringing a character to life, living the moment, what have you. 
And we've had a few talks the past little while when it comes to uh, a lot of the trendy virtue signals that a lot of these actors like to uh, promote. And I'm going to go off on a rant here too, especially the likes of individuals like Mark Ruffalo, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, Joaquin Phoenix, and all these uh, virtue signalers. Okay, wait for it. Yeah, fuck off. Okay. Yeah. How about you stick to movies? How about you stick to creating the, the Incredible Hulk and reliving your Titanic moments and reliving your Joker moments and stay the fuck out of our country? Right? You're entitled to your opinion on things. You're entitled to every opinion. Everyone, as far as I'm concerned, is entitled to their opinion. All right? But when you hop on the virtue bus and say you're fighting the good fight against Canadian oil and gas, and oh my God, we have to stop this and stop that, and uh, you're looking after the wets of wets and rights, and I'm all for Native rights, ladies and gentlemen, I am. I'm for Aboriginal rights, but I'm also for common sense too, because there's a few councils in this country that are boarded and owned and operated by First Nations that are not getting their fair shot at oil and gas. So when I see these actors and these singers and artists galore talk about oh we have to stop this production we have to stop this how about you look in your own backyard before you start looking in mine right so all the mark ruffalo's out there the joaquin phoenixes all the other carpios who do have a small fortune based on your acting experience right and who are driven everywhere who are privately jetted or helicoptered or whatever and if you're, you know, constantly guarded by bodyguards, and if you live in gated communities, <laughs> jog on. Okay? I don't tell you how to read a script. I don't tell you what job to take. I don't tell you what role to play. I don't tell you what to put in your mouth. I don't tell you what to put in your butt. None of my damn business. Just like it's none of your damn business to tell us Canadians what we can do with our resources and what we should do with our resources. Right. So all the Jane Fonda's out there and all the Leonardo Capios and Mark Ruffalo's who are trying to fight the good fight. How about you fight the injustices that are going on in your state as we speak? Okay. The higher taxes, the ridiculous living uh, costs of living that are in the state of California right now, before you start worrying about what's going on in Canada. All right. That's my rant to you wankers out there. Okay. And to every one of the followers who sit there and agree with what they're doing, well, step back and think for a minute. Uh, what kind of fuel do you want in your car? That's if you want fuel. I'm assuming you do because we haven't gone total Jetson just yet. But until that day comes, would you prefer clean, ethical Canadian fuel or something that comes from Saudi Arabia where they still set people on blaze and they still cut people's heads off? Something to think about, right? So once again, all the Jane Fondas and Mark Ruffalo's and DiCaprio's and Joaquin Phoenix's out there that want to protest what's going on in Canada. I'll say this again. Fuck off. Stay updated and follow Krusty Canuck on Facebook, Twitter, Gab, Telegram, YouTube, and Podbean. Subscribe today and donate at KrustyCanuck.ca. And carrying on again with more of the whole Dolts Part 2. Both in the same page, Coalition until 2025. Like I said, it guarantees them employment until 2025 or until Justin Trudeau steps down and retires and 
in grand fashion, just like his old man did in 1983. Or Ms. Phelan will take over and become prime minister until they call a federal election. You know, Mr. Speaker. Uh -huh. I don't know what to say other than just, you know, we, we, we can still keep fighting the good fight and keep expressing ourselves to the best of our abilities while it's still legal, ladies and gentlemen. You know, um, but uh, I don't know what to say. I don't know what's going to be on the horizon with these two clowns. Hmm? Are we going to go further into debt? Most likely. Are we going to uh, lose some money somewhere? Gasoline's going to go up. Cost living is going to go up. I think everything that we take for granted is going to be in question because of those two clowns. Okay. So, like I said in my last episode, when it comes to preparing for things and all that, uh, if you go out this week, buy some extra sugar, buy some extra flour, buy some extra yeast, download a couple of recipes when it comes to making bread, when it comes to making things to make life a bit easier. Okay. And then once you uh, make certain items or have certain items, be creative. Try to make yourself comfortable because we both know that comfort's not a right. Intellectual comfort's not a right, which also brings me to that C11 is still on the table. Another internet censorship bill. It was C10 and C36, but they kiboshed that before. Now it's called C11. So think about that too. All right. Think about what's going to happen in the next few months because I, you know, really pay attention to mainstream media and pay attention to independent media too. Take a look at Rebel Media. Take a look at True North. You know, take a look at Greg Wycliffe, Daniel Boardman. Okay, take a look at Diverge Media. You know, and to my American friends and listeners too, listen to some of your independent outlets there too, like The Blaze, Daily Wire, David Rubin. You know, just a few examples out there. Look around, search around, ask the tough questions. If you get a chance, buy yourself a set of encyclopedias. Or if you get a chance to find some, grab encyclopedias. Okay? Research yourself. You are your best friend when it comes to this crisis right now. When it comes to finding answers and solutions. Okay? Just do what you can, ladies and gentlemen. Let's keep our sanity alive to the best of our abilities and question and ask the tough questions to our local representatives. Right? To my American friends, ask your representative what the hell's going on. Ask your Congress, ask your Senate. Up here in Canada, too, ladies and gentlemen, let's talk our, talk our, our MPPs, our MLAs, our MPs alike, you know, our local mayor, our representatives in our towns, in our districts, you know, in our counties. Ask the questions, keep people working again, find solutions. Spring is coming too, ladies and gentlemen. So gardening season's on its way. My wife and I already bought some, some lovely seeds. Hopefully this year, my potato crop will work out and neighborhood cats will leave me the F alone. If not, I'll have to get the pelican out. Mm, mm, scary, eh? <laughs> no, I don't want to kill any animals. Except when come hunting season comes around. But even that, that's getting political as well too. Right? I have to get another hunting course to prove to the government that I'm worthy to go out hunting. We'll have to see. But uh, time will tell. But there's other things i got to worry about right now, too. But like I say, ladies and gentlemen, we got to ask the tough questions. And this coalition is nothing but just a power grab and a job safety program. If anything, job security at its finest. Because I personally don't think Mr. Singh really cares about the working class in this country. Like I said, he drives a five, or he doesn't drive. Well, he drives a BMW. And he wears $5,000 suits. You know? 
The last time I spent money on a suit was about four years ago, and it cost me about 400 bucks. And I thought, God, I was a cat's ass in that suit. Wow, how <laughs> things kind of change a bit, you know. But uh, I think you catch my drift when it comes to uh, what you want to do, what is comfortable for you compared to what's comfortable to our so-called elites and know-it-alls, okay? So the, the coalition and the deal that between the liberals and the NDP is basically just job security until 2025. That's it. And I hope to God if they do have an election, which I highly doubt, by some miracle, who knows, we make some better decisions and we make some better choices when it comes to these clowns, right? We make some better decisions and we try to find our own priests of paradise. Or we can just sit back and have a beer and smoke a cigarette yeah, and watch mud wrestling with no worries. Oh yeah, that's right. I can sit back with my wife on a nice beach someplace, maybe go for a scuba dive and have no worries. That's utopia. But the stuff we got going on right now, no. But we can do better. We can persevere because we are resilient. We are resilient. And regardless of what's going on in Ukraine right now, don't buy the hype. Look for the answers. Find the solutions. Any country that's invaded, it's, it's devastating. I agree. Okay. And as much as I am disgusted with warfare, because that's my experience, I've seen it, I've done it. It's not pretty. You know, I hope the best for the Ukrainian people. I hope the best for the Russian people too. Okay. I hope all the best, you know. But we, we, we have to fight what's going on in here too, in this country. We have to fight what's going on in North America. My American listeners and friends, too, you know what I'm talking about. Let's get rid of this cancer culture BS. Let's stop worrying about the hurt feelings brigades. And start creating our own brigades. Common sense brigades. Perseverance brigades. You know? Like the Triumph song, Fight the Good Fight. Something to think about, folks. You know? uh, just another update, too. I won't be doing a live stream this Tuesday. I'll probably have another episode up this Tuesday, though, too. So please look on all your social media platforms, ladies and gentlemen. If you like and hear what you see, uh, please click like, subscribe, and comment. Send me an email, too, if you can. Uh, all the information will be in the description. CrustyBCanuck67 at gmail.com. And uh, share this around all your social media platforms uh, whenever you can, too. You can also find me on Brighton, Wimkin. No, well, I'm not I'm a correction. I'm not Wimkin anymore. I got rid of that page. Too many weirdos, propositions, what have you. I don't know. But uh, please consider uh, donating, too. I guess you can find me on uh, Rumble, uh, Brighton, Amazon, and Podbean, too. I'd like to get more people on my Podbean account. Download, join the page, whatever. If you're driving, if you're working, just want to listen to the podcast, please check me out. Podbean, that's my host page. And find me on Rumble and Brighton, too. I load all my videos and podcasts on Rumble, Brighton, and Amazon. So please uh, click like, subscribe, comment there as well, too. And I'm trying to get my gab count in order. I'm no longer going to be using Patreon anymore because they've been censoring a lot of people lately. So I'm going to be getting rid of my Patreon page uh, pretty soon. Uh, but if you want to uh, donate and help this podcast, your support counts. I would appreciate it if you could. I'm not going to demand cash, but uh, if you want to donate, feel free to donate. Links will be in the description. Uh, use the PayPal and the Buy Me Coffee apps right there if you can too. And check out my shop at Customized Girl. 
I've got uh, T-shirts, hats, stickers, uh, drinking flasks, cups, and mugs, uh, swimsuits, uh, gitch, and other uh, variety of items for your choosing. So support the Krusty Connect podcast if you can via by buying some nice Krusty Connect swagger at your leisure too, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, I've been Krusty Canuck on this beautiful 26th of March, 2022. I wish for good things for everybody, the best of my ability, ladies and gentlemen. And I hope you wish for good things too, my friends out there. I'm very thankful that I have a lot of subscribers now. And please keep the comments coming and going. Send me an email. Ask me anything you want to know. If you want to debate me, debate me. If you want to send me hate mail, send me hate mail. If it's hateful enough, I might even read it on this show here for you. And we'll see who gets canceled. <laughs> anyway, ladies and gentlemen, I've been Krusty Canuck on this beautiful uh, spring day. And uh, like I say, I hope nothing but the best. I wish good things. And we will overcome this to the best of our abilities as we should. And my heart goes out to the people of Ukraine. But my heart also goes out to fellow Canadians out there who are just trying to get ahead. And try to find light in this manufactured darkness. Like I always say, ladies and gentlemen, do what we can to help each other out in these trying times. We shall persevere, chin up the old British adage, and uh, we'll get along. I, I think we will. I do have faith in us. Don't buy the bullshit. Don't let them butter us a shit sandwich and tell us something that's not true. Right? But like I always say, do what you can to help each other out in these trying times. And remember, humanity and merit wins the day. Take care, and I'll see you next time. Bye for now. Hit it, sweetheart. Because I am hard, you will not like me. Yes, sir. There is no racial bigotry here. Here you are all equally working. This has been another episode of the Krusty Canuck Podcast. Stay sane and thank you for listening. From Western Canada, this is the Krusty Canuck Podcast. my ass and call me Judy. Well, smack my ass and call me Judy. <laughs>